This week's show is brought to you by Miracle Made. Alright, now you guys, Brad and Alex, you know I like a lot of things, but I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself here. I really like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's in my top three. Of it's a great I thing enjoy. to do. Wait, hang on. Eating, sleeping, and? Sleeping. Again. Okay. It's, All right. it's it's mostly sleeping, then eating, then sleeping Got again. Got it, yes. Got sleep, it. get up, eat, then you get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If I could eat while I'm sleeping, I would probably do that, too. Sleep, eat, sleep, repeat. Got it. Yes. And luckily for me, Miracle Made has sheets just for me. Because did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? And I'll tell you what I don't like, sleeping on a damn toilet seat. I would rather sleep in some nice sheets. I don't know, man. Have you tried it? Unfortunately, yes. And it's not my style. I won't ask you to elaborate. (laughs) Inspired by those punks at NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It has self-cooling properties. The sheets that are infused with this silver prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets, and no more gross odors. Only the best odors in my sheets. You can go to trymiracle.com slash nextlander to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo nextlander at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to miracle.com slash nextlander and use the code nextlander to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash nextlander to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Next Lander podcast. January has got its boots on. Is ready to go. It's like nobody's even talking about the new year anymore. New year. It's been 2023 forever. Who even remembers 2022? I, I typed I typed 22 into a file name this very morning. Apparently, when I put up the the upcoming for the week before, I just put all 2022 years, and I've mm-hmm. gone back and since edited those. So you're saying so I can still say Happy New Year to you? Is no, what you're saying. No, we're, we're done. We're going. We're going back and doing it over. Do it again. Take it all again. Right. Didn't take. Didn't take. Um, uh, what's who's the guy who remembers? Uh, where are those remembers? Who's who remembers? Orville Redenbacher remembers the, ca- the candy. <laughs> Sorry, who's the candy? Yes, Orville Redenbacher remembers <laughs> everything you have done. What's the of Wilford Brimley? No, the thing where it's like uh, remember when things used to be easier. Remember when life was like just candy and something was a nickel. Like somebody. All right, listen. Um, are we that now are we those guys 
<laughs> Do Alex. we remember when candy was a nickel? Are we Ash. the one telling the children, oh, you don't know how good you, we used to have it? Remember when games used to be forty nine ninety nine? Vaguely. Alex remembers. <laughs> yes, I do, because I had to go buy a bunch oh. of those forty nine ninety nine games for GameSpot when I was reviewing them. Uh-huh. Uh, game games are still forty nine ninety nine. It's, it's just they're 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 the games that used to be nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, that's right. Yes, nineteen ninety nine. Hell of a year, folks. We're gonna have a hell of a show today. Hell of a are year. We? Hell of a show. Yeah. Well, you know, we're gonna talk about some games. We're gonna talk about some news. We're gonna talk about. Um, my jumping into Signalis, we've got some updates on some games that we have been playing. I like to call it the old catch-up, mm-hmm. catch-up, like uh, Case of the Golden Idol, 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 uh, Idol, uh, Vampire Survivors, all that stuff. And then we're going to get into the news. I, I will not be talking about Dota this week. No? Okay, let me delete Unless that. you want me to, but me my default posture is enough Dota. Have you played Dota? Yes. Okay. Dota remembers. I've, I've continued. <laughs> How do you guys not know that? You guys know all the internet memes. You don't know I, that? I, dude, I literally Googled Werther's remembers after yeah. you said that, and I can't find anything. Oh, it's not Werther's sure? then. No, it's somebody else remembers. Dot, dot, dot. How do you Google, like, star space remembers? How do you must have remembers and a candy? What's the, Brad, write me a Python script. I, I can search for this. Nope. Nope. Let's see. Uh, okay. John Candy remembered his children share new no, memory. John Candy, no. no, no, that's all I got for you. Somebody remembers meme. It's a meme. So it'll be, you just add meme to the end. Oh, it's a meme. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's a meme. Ah, forget, it. forget it. My uh, kids and I, my kids were asking me about memes. I'm like, hey, you guys know more than I do at this point. And it's funny to see the memes trickle down now from, um, my son, who's two years, who's 10 to my daughter's grade. Uh, and then she, she's like, uh, he enjoys them and just repeats them. And she gets sick and tired of them. She's like, Ugh, everybody's just running around. I mean, that's that, that. If you were to ask me, what is the modern older sibling, younger sibling dynamic? Uh-huh. Is it just the older sibling repeating memes over and over again? I would believe that isn't well, and also the isn't, younger child isn't isn't being extremely over whatever's popular in the mainstream a core component of gothiness as well uh oh mm. uh oh also it's it's pepperidge farm remembers i didn't even okay pepper yes yes that is absolutely a thing okay, okay wait is it a now i can't tell what do they remember just, I what does pepperidge farm know about me and when did they know it this is just a family guy joke or not is this just a family guy joke? Dude, I think this is a family guy this joke. This is a family. This might just be a family oh. guy joke. That's the oh. worst possible outcome. Oh. <laughs> it might just you be a family, a family guy joke. I mean, listen, there were family guy bits that I, I enjoyed at the time from family guy. Apparently this one got stuck in my head. I, I see I see people on my Twitter feed talk about family guy, and I can't tell if they like it ironically or not. Mm. I never liked an episode of Family Guy past the first season. That was the only season I really watched with any regularity, and I thought that had something. But after that, I just totally lost it. It had a, it had a, it had a kind of a miss ratio that, for me that wasn't there. You know, like a yeah. Like I think a, my problem uh, is that I just don't think it's that funny. Yeah, like like uh, I think for me, I. I never watched it regularly. There were bits I saw that I was like, that's 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 pretty funny, but then I it seemed like it always ran the course a little bit, you know, like, Oh, okay. This is very similar to the other thing you just did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not quite oblongs, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's up there. 
that's me. that's for all the ramble cast heads uh, out there you know yeah. you get it catching the hot references we're making uh like these family guy references mm-hmm. yeah Vinny, the most the hottest show in the world Vinny remembers uh anyway listen to the next lender podcast if you're uh under 35 or 40 i apologize if you're under 35 <laughs> and you're listening to this podcast God bless you. <laughs> Just do it laps around. You're bless listening to your heart. Three old men get lost in the, wo- <laughs> in yeah, the woods. Get lost in the one, meme woods. With one flashlight being like, it's over here somewhere. I'm trying to leave a trail of family guy jokes behind <laughs> me so I can find my way out. Somebody can find me. Uh, I, um, are there memes anymore, or is it is it too rapid at this point? Like, have we are we in a post meme society where it goes so fast that it's not even a, it's like a meme doesn't even have time to circulate before it's iterated and evolved, right? It's like a that's super accurate. Virus. There are still memes. It's just the source of where those memes tend to come from has changed a lot. I feel like a lot of it is to like TikTok driven now. Yeah, but it, like my feel like maybe I'm I'm more than 10 seconds behind everything i feel like by the time i even see a thing i'm on the 50th iteration of it like the, right. the uh, thing has it, mutated to such a degree that it does not resemble the thing that it originally started out as yeah within and it seems like within two days you know like within a day or two there's like a meme generator within five minutes of something going up uh where um some of my again old man on the internet but some of my favorite things are when i i'm scrolling on social media the memes used to say you're stealing a meme that is like, wow, this is, this is, is this the Ouroboros of memes that mm-hmm. you're using a meme to say, I'm st- I'm stealing your meme now. I, at this point, it's safe to treat every meme that crops up and, and the way that stuff goes as, uh, just imagine a bunch of jackals devouring an antelope carcass. Like okay. anytime a meme crops up, it's just like, and then gone. There's just but a what skeleton would you, left behind. What would you write in impact font underneath that gif of the jackals devour, devouring an elephant carcass? My Tuesday? face when I see a new meme. <laughs> I don't know. Is that that's probably pretty fucking old too? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't pretend to be anything other yeah. than a guy who is definitely out of touch with what youth culture likes. Uh, uh my, my my friends, when the dominoes gets here, uh-huh. uh huh, uh-huh. uh yeah, uh, that's some uh, real the, like two thousand nine yeah. memeing, my uh, friend. Poli- politics are all like rar. Um, what else you got? Keep going. We can, nope, we can make this work. Um, nope. tying this one off. Uh, it's the uh, pre-orders. <laughs> like, you know what's great for our brand? Highlighting uh-huh. how deeply out of touch we are with things. <laughs> hey, I'm just <laughs> not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's hard. It's hard out there. I know. I, I got, true. I got my, uh, I got the, gosh, it's been so long. I can't even remember the name of it. The, um, Panics console finally the uh the one oh you got a playdate I got my playdate finally oh, yeah cool. wave eight hundred and seventy five just shipped so did uh, your season just start you it, only I've have two got games? two games on it interesting okay. yep uh, the surfing one and the kind of RPG ish uh, picture taking yes. one yes those are the two uh and I think uh, maybe was it every week you get a new game or every month um. It's definitely not every month. Is it every week or every two weeks? I think it's every week. I should check back. I, I got it a couple of days ago, so I, I should see if anything unlocked. Cool. What do you think of it so far? <laughs> you know, I feel a little late to the party. Mm, is how yeah. I feel. Like I guess I guess I can see it. Like I saw like how long it was like a year ago we God, did this. It's been a while. It was like summer last year, I think. Dream. I could find out. So I haven't I haven't hooked it up to sideload anything onto it from the website. 
So I should do that. I have not done that yet. So that's last, that's where last April. Last April. Yeah, that would be that would be the way to feel kind of yeah. up to date or yes. like you're keeping up with the conversation. I don't see a lot of conversation actively about the play date out there, but I'm sure it's still happening. But but yeah, like going like hit itch or somewhere and yeah. find like a bunch of new user made games and not even games. There's other stuff, you know. There's like that Flipnote Studio viewer. Yeah. From I need the to, go DS do that. to the play date. Just yeah, go find a bunch of cool shit like that and sideload it on there and then you'll feel like, yeah. So I, I showed um <laughs> my wife was like my my son had his friends over. The crew was over. Uh yeah, and they were on that switch, you know, like a bunch of hyenas on a, a elephant <laughs> carcass. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they're all they're all playing and I got it and I had it and my wife's like, What is that? I was like, Oh, is you know, is, She's like, you know, I was like, you know, transmit. She's like, of course. And like, hey, the guys, the panic, the people who made, <laughs> man, but nothing marks us more as old internet professionals than transmit. Being you know, transmit, right? Tran- transmit is the reference point for panic for all of us. I think she probably she might still use transmit. I don't. Oh, I don't tran- know. Transmit's yeah. a fine piece of software. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Just the so, use uh, of FTP programs has like dropped like, off yeah. a bit. Yeah, I, I mean the use of FTP for that matter. Yeah, I listen. If you're still uploading stuff to your server, and she does, uh, she's FTPing all the time. She's transmitting all the time. Anyway, she was like, "Oh, that's cool. You should go show the kids and and, and uh, their friends." And I was like, "They're gonna laugh at me. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna laugh at me for this little console with this little crank on the side. I don't I don't feel comfortable showing them this console." So I did Let's not. See, I can tell you. Yes. The newest Playdate game on itch.io was uploaded yesterday. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I think it's a neat little thing. I think the screen is tough to see unless you're under really good lighting conditions. That's my problem with it. Uh, like uh, under under too harsh a light or in too dark, it gets kind Ooh. of harsh to see or tough to see. There's a game called The King's Dungeon, mm-hmm. which is self-described as... A tiny Metroidvania or Microvania. Microvania. Yes. Uh-huh. I like it. I like I'm gonna it. Pl- I'm going to play this Microvania. Uh, is yours charged? Is it ready to go? I keep it charged because I use it as a desk clock. Oh, that's cool. It's, so it stands it up. up stands up nicely on that. You know, the, the sides, the, the edges are very flat. Mm-hmm. So it stands nicely. And I think, it, you know, the, it's that teenage engineering, you know, it's got nice mm-hmm. industrial design. <laughs> I, I do. I'm kind of with you. It's. Depending on the lighting, it's a little hard to see the screen sometimes. A hard but, to see. But it sleeps with a clock on its face, so it kind of makes a nice little desk clock when you're not playing it. Therefore, I'm, it is useful tech. I'm happy to have it. Will I yeah, use it a bunch? A cool Probably not, but I have. it can go with the rest of my... I bought this, and then it took a long time, and then I forgot about it. And then when it showed up, I was like, oh, right, I bought this. Uh, you can now you can go go install the SDK and go through some of the source code for different games and nod ooh. sagely like oh that's how they're oh. doing it huh? and then and then pretend you're going to learn Lua uh huh and make is that a game what everything's made in Lua uh, it, you can write games in Lua or in C for okay. it but obviously Lua is going to be way easier okay all right well but they I, you know for, for 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 what it's worth like they do make it very easy to install the SDK and like use the little desktop emulator and yes. mm-hmm. like run games on that and sideload them on there and stuff it's like a neat way to dabble with like a somewhat simplified like game creation toolkit SDK right. if you just want to see how that stuff's put together like one analog controller and two buttons and that D-pad like, yeah it's just yeah yeah i don't know it seemed neat 
I have it now, and that's that's my story about the play date. I on a on a similar note, I have had my finger over the button to buy a Steam Deck multiple times in the last mm-hmm. week, and I keep uh-huh. thinking about it, and I'm like this close to doing it. Do it, do it. Do do it. it. Should I just do it? Just do, do it. it. I I've been thinking about it a little bit, but not maybe as much as you have. The thing that has stopped me is this like nagging sensation in the back of my brain that they are gonna do some kind of hardware revision like within months of me buying. Oh, it. I don't. I don't think so. I, I mean, I, I think it's inevitable eventually. Yeah. but that could be. That could easily be two years away. Okay, three years away. If like I can I, get a couple I, of years of use out of it before they upgrade, that's fantastic. I have no I, issue I, with that. I just have like I, this weird feeling. It's like, oh, they're just gonna do it as soon as i do it aren't they i mean don't don't quote me on this yeah. but i think you're safe okay while. brad shoemaker said officially i'm safe that's great all right Here, here's what I'll, here's my two cents maybe this will push you over the edge you're probably always going to have a beefy enough desktop where you're not just going to start using the steam deck to play your games and if you if it feels like it's not doing its job just stream the games yeah. over to your stream deck at home like, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't point. think it's going to be a portable system for you right it's not going to be it's like it's going to be a couch system right so like if you're at home just just stream them from the uh your beefy pc if you feel like it's not performing well yeah fair enough that that, that is a good point because there's all even even with a newer version, there's still going to be a class of games you couldn't play at full mm-hmm. detail or full of speed course, on that thing. Yeah. Like like looking at the specs for the minimum requirements for, for Spoken, for example. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to have a great experience with that game on a Steam Deck. So there would already be games you would want to stream from your PC anyway. So There are some hard limitations in terms of what I would be willing to even try to play on that thing regardless. And I feel like... Most of the games I would want to play are the kinds that are absolutely available and and work well on that thing. For the most part, I've heard extremely positive things about folks who have gotten a Stream Deck. Uh, So uh, battery life aside, that seems to be the one thing people generally say, yeah, you know. Hey. It's kind of what you'd expect it to be. Where I sit on the couch is right next to a power strip, so. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yep. I can probably make this work. All right, you've convinced me. I'm going to fucking do it. Does that does the Steam Deck have an HDMI out? It has some uh, no. kind of no. It has it has USB C. Okay, that's oh. what I thought. They, yeah, it had some kind they, of out. They sell a dock for it, but you can you can plug it into any standard USB C dock that has video out. So there you go. Put it, take it, stick it in a dock, and hook it up to your TV, and then you're uh, then you're playing your PC games on your TV like you had some With kind of really even. expensive Steam Steam Link. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have a Steam Link. I've just I've never used uh, it, and I, I don't really know what to do with it. And I feel like I this is something I would actually use. I'm still caught on trying to enjoy Moonlight on the Steam Link. Yeah, I was I'm, I was all set to finally dust my Steam Link off and hook it up until I saw that they were killing Nvidia was killing the stuff that makes Moonlight go. I mean, there's that alternative so, for yeah. it, but once, uh, once that stuff is solidified, I'll give it a shot. But the way it works is not maybe what I was expecting. Uh, the and it's the Nvidia side of it versus the Moonlight. It, I guess, Nvidia only scans for games that have a it has a config for. Is that mm-hmm. right? I think that's so, that might be the case. I don't know. And so you have to manually add games that are not. And I thought it was just going to pull my whole library. And and so um, it's worked uh, for some stuff for sure. I also have to figure out my. I should be able to go higher than like fifty megabits per second over my network, right? For a for a stream for streaming wired game. yeah definitely wired yeah wired I, absolutely it's it's saying it's choking on it so I, i've got to check something out some what's you just the gotta, bottleneck here you just got to open up those cables a little bit man you just yeah, got to make sure that you're out. getting maximum bandwidth out of those 
might be time to replace the switch i've had since like 2002 which is feeding my consoles and, and everything maybe that, that thing is might yeah, it's, actually it's, wait, help is it that old uh, it's probably like 2008 or 10 i mean it's a gigabit switch so it, like, oh if it's, if it's a gigabit yeah switch that's what that's what i thought it's a gigabit switch so like yeah. but maybe it's just maybe something and it's dying but also maybe. yeah that's the thing is if you've been using it for a long time like there's always the chance that some heat. of the electronics might be you know less effective than they used to be sometimes i have to unplug it and plug it back in and it figures itself out i don't know all right let's get uh, into the games right. here all yes, right uh-oh. yeah yeah games Games, games. Starting with all right, this is the last playdate game I'm going to mention. Okay. Relevant, relevant to our interest. It's called Lizard Spock. Lizard Spock. That's a great this name. A, this is a simple rock paper scissors lizard Spock game with fun and unique graphics. Okay. That's um, it. I can tell you from the screenshots. Okay, I mean you know, you know the relative powers of rock paper and scissors. I do. Uh-huh. Um, apparently, lizard poisons Spock. Okay. Okay. Scissors decapitate lizard. We know that, yes. Uh, I don't know what Spock's powers are. Well, if it's anything like Star Trek, it's all of them. They, they don't. They don't detail what Spock does to what, and okay. I might need to know. Spock nerve pinches scissors. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Okay, so lizard poisons Spock, so Spock can't. Hmm. Uh huh. Lizard poisons Spock. I found footage of this game. Okay. We'll See if I can to... give you some more. Rock crushes lizard. Uh-huh. What does Spock do? Tell you, man, everything. <laughs> Paper disproves Spock. Okay. You're going to have to play to find out. We're going to have yeah, to come back. Wow. They very intentionally do not put any footage of Spock winning in this trailer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to get this game. Um, yeah, maybe we'll... Uh, let's talk about one game here. Let's, uh, I want to check in uh, quickly here before we take a break. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about Signalis because it's a game that uh, I've been trying to play through a bunch. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to get through it before today's show, but I did not. Game came out uh, late last year, Tail in October. End of last year, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's on Game Pass. It's twenty bucks. It's kind of on everything. I like it a lot. Uh, the inventory. It's a survival horror game, uh, and I, I I like it. I like the story it's telling. You know. I knew this going in. The inventory stuff, it's a li- pretty limited inventory. Six slots, I think it is. So you have to be careful. And I knew that going in, so I always try to run with at least two open slots in my inventory between the gun, the ammunition, a healing item, you know. And sometimes you get a key, you know. You, it fills up pretty quickly. Oh, you get a key. There's a combine. It's very Resident Evil, so that you can combine stuff sometimes. So sometimes you'll have two items and they're going to combine into one. You can't drop an item without destroying it ah yeah so if you're running around and you're like oh there's a healing item there uh or at least i have not found a way to drop an item without destroying it if there's a healing item there i just want to put this ammo down for a second heal and then pick the ammo back up uh so you, you do have to if you walk into a room sometimes i will uh methodically look and see if i can parse out the items before i pick them up and be like all right let me pick up this healing item first heal then I'll go pick up the ammunition and all that stuff. Not not being able to drop without destroying is like quietly one of the most irksome mechanics I can think of. Actually, yeah, can, it's can, can we can we do away with that as an industry, please? Again, I like I, that maybe it's in there. I'm just I'm not seeing it uh, in the menus. I mostly just see destroy. A lot of backtracking, at least where I'm at. A lot of running back through levels. Uh, a lot of limited ammunition. So, mm-hmm. uh. 
the mechanic that I don't enjoy in it the most is Resident Evil style. Some of the baddies will get back up after they after huh. you have killed them, but o- but only later, not immediately. You got, oh, interesting. Okay, I was gonna say you gotta you gotta watch for the blood to spread underneath them to know that they're dead. I'm trying to look for the tell. They might jitter a bit or something. I'm not sure. Uh, but you can get a thing like Resident Evil. I think Resident Evil One had this that you can like burn them to uh, Resident Evil had like a lighter or something, right? You could use to burn the the corpses of the zombies. Uh, is that was that is that right? Am I making that up? I'm not sure about that. <laughs> okay, maybe I thought I thought he had that. Maybe it was in one of the remakes of Resident Evil. Um. Anyway, it, had, it has a mechanic like that. Now I'm doubting myself. Okay, I, it could have been I. The most recent Resident Evil one I played was the remake they made, so maybe they added that to it. That's possible. I am seeing okay, yes, I am seeing references to that mechanic specifically in that remake. Okay. Uh I don't I don't I don't remember that being in the first one. It's possible it's not. It's been a while, let's say. So they have um, that, but I never I don't want to waste an inventory slot on that. So I just maybe you're supposed to, but I do just run around the, the bad guys most of the time. Unless I'm trapped now, in a corner. Now you're playing Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. I just but I, I, I do think that game definitely like incentivizes you toward like yes, deal with them the first time you see them, but if you don't have to fight them again, don't. Yeah. So it winds up with me in a room if there are a lot of baddies. I will go to a corner, kind mm-hmm. of make a lot of noise or get their attention, and then they all start moving towards that corner and then run to the opposite corner and run around. Uh, which because there's a lot of backtracking. So if anybody's curious, I am now underground. That's about as um, spoiler free as I'm going to. Uh, keep it or that i'm um, spoiler issues i'm gonna go i'm now underground and i thought maybe i was wrapping it up but uh, maybe there is a lot more but brad if you're interested if you like survival horror games and like things called owl keys and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. hummingbird key and fire key then i've got a game for you it's called yeah Sinalis. if i if i had realized you were playing that i totally would have picked it up for this week i was looking through like steam new releases and stuff, trying to find anything new and interesting and didn't come up with much, but I had completely forgotten that game exists, but it absolutely looks like my thing. Is it tank controls? Is it tank controls? No, it's direct control. Though okay. I think you can change that if you want. <laughs> <laughs> who, who would elect to use tank controls if they didn't have to? I'm using Some people direct love that controls, shit, man. Yeah. man. They're sickos for that stuff. Having Having played some of Blade for the PlayStation mm. 1 on Monday, which occasionally drops to tank controls out of nowhere. Uh, it also this, does it very badly, from what uh, I can tell. It was not great. Yeah, it's neat. I think you, I think you should give it a shot. Uh, I think things pick up a little bit. It's a little bit of a slower start, but uh, things pick up. I'm enjoying trying to figure out what the story is in the game. It's told uh, intentionally obtusely, let's mm. say. So, uh, Alex, did you ever want to play any more? You you played it first. I played once. some after we did okay. that stream. Yeah, I I didn't get super deep into it. I do I do like the vibes of that game a lot and kind of the the minimalist storytelling they're doing. But I just I think my aversion to survival horror mechanics made that one a little tougher road for me to hoe. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's again the enemies kind of popping up once they're down, seemingly randomly, and also they have enemies that um will just crawl out of the ground sometimes it seems Mm -hmm. like out of the floor panels yeah seems a little cheap when you have limited ammunition something but it's not really bothering me that much yeah no i i think i think a lot of what that game is doing is really interesting i just i think it is operating in a genre that is not as much my wheelhouse but you know as far as like a a more interesting indie modern take on that kind of game i feel like it has a lot going for it 
And I like the look, you know, that yeah. like PlayStation. Oh, I love the look of it. Yeah, that PlayStation look. All right, that's Signalis that came out end of last year, near the end in October uh, on Game Pass again, or just 20 bucks. You can go check it out. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to have a few more games we've been catching up with, so stay tuned. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro, I bet you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions, and at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to, I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day. My busy schedule. Your time, which is worth more than anything, to find those subscriptions and cancel them. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle? I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. It says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, but in reality, the number is closer to 200. My god. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander, rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. And we're back. And we got a little uh, roundup here of some other stuff. Brad, have you played any more Case of the Golden Idol? Yeah, I'm still slowly making my way through it. I did start that up as well. Oh, you did? I did start it, yeah. Excellent. What do you think? What do you, what do you guys or, think? Yeah, I didn't how, get how, too how much past. Faring? I, I've I've only done like the first few chapters. Um, okay, but I will say that I am having an easier time getting into this one than I did something like uh, Oberdin. Oh, okay. okay. This it one's is, pretty pretty approachable. It's uh, very approachable, and it's not. I mean, at least in the early goings, it's not too many things to try and juggle and figure out. And I just I think something about the presentation of here is these two D menus to look mm. at. And figuring out that stuff, as opposed to wandering around a 3D space and trying to figure out things, is just working better for my brain. I, I have to say, as I get deeper into it, I am impressed slash, like, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> a little surprised at how much they expect you to infer in some cases, and particularly where they are using very intentional misdirection. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't, I didn't expect the game to try to trick me, I guess is what I'm trying to say, but there are spots where... They very much lead you toward one conclusion on the surface that is absolutely not right. Mm. And it, you really have to think in some cases to like pick apart kind of the information you've got to get to the answers that you need. You know what I mean? I like, know what you mean. Yeah. There, yes. there are some, there are some spots where the actual answers are extremely subtle and you really have to infer a lot to get there. Do I mean, that. I was getting tricked even by some of those early basic ones because I my my investigative brain is always like, this is most obvious outcome. This must be it. It's not like, always that. Yeah, I'm like I'm, I'm trying to I, I want to give an example, but, but it's hard without just kind of spoiling the puzzle yeah. 
that I have in mind, but like, well, there's a, there's the one that we did on the stream where, uh, it looks like a guy probably fell off a ladder reaching for a book, but that's not necessarily the case, but yeah, the, that's the, a good, the, the sure. setup looks sure. like, yes. you know, there's this ladder, here's this corpse, here's this book. And it, sure. it's like, oh, sure. Yeah. That's, and until you kind of peer a little bit into the details, have you considered horse uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, or like the one I'm thinking about is like, there's every appearance that the character that, 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 that a character here was in this scene for the duration of this whole evening. But to, to realize that they may have like slipped out for a brief moment, you have to really stare at some details. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, what, it's, I, it's, it's hard to talk about without just, I don't want to spoil yeah, this yeah, puzzle for anybody, but, but, but it's, that, it's, 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 it's a little frustrating getting there in spots or like you've, or, or bewildering, I guess I would say, but like, it feels, it feels really satisfying when you finally like, Oh, that's what happened. That wasn't obvious at all. What what screen are you up to? If you can kind of describe um, the, the setup, are you, are you past the dinner party? I'm still on the dinner party. Okay, that's a big one. That's a big one. Yes. Yeah, that's that's I think oh. the first one there. It's like, oh, this is huge. The the other thing that's been tripping me up is like it saves all your progress, but I'm finding you should really try to do each scene in one sitting if you can, mm. because like <laughs> remembering for for the reason I just gave, you really need a good mental inventory of everything in the scene. Because there might be really subtle information that you didn't realize was relevant, yeah. And if you if you come back to it the next day and you've forgotten half the stuff in the scene, you kind of really have to go back through everything again. I I do like that. Yes, I do like that they try to break it up the thinking part of the screen into components of okay, figure this whole situation out first, then figure this figure out who these people are. Then figure out where they might, let's say, be um, living or what they were eating or whatever you want to do. And then once you figure out all these components, then try and put it together into the Mad Libs. Uh, I do like it's almost like a little notepad. Uh, but yeah, um, like I said last time at the end, towards my end of it, I was rearranging verbs and words at the bottom of the screen to try and keep track of them of like okay here's a first and last name that i know go together but i'm not ready to commit it yet and i'm just gonna put this other thing next to them because i think they were here but i'm not ready to put it all in and i was trying to organize it at the bottom of the screen so i could never sort it again because it would break it but i i think that game is a lot of fun it's got it's, it's a, great it's a hoot let's say yeah uh and i like the music and i, I like the tone they have yeah, and it seems like it's really done really well, judging by the number of Steam reviews and how positive they are. I wonder if they would consider like adding on to it. Seems like it'd be a really easy game to just be like, "Hey, here's another six screens. Like, here's another little side story of of, of an offshoot plot line. Like, mm-hmm. it would be easy yeah. to just iter- iterate on it and add more." I will say this plot line wraps up very sure. satisfyingly. So yeah. yes, but if they had, they could do another in this universe. I don't know how difficult to spin those up. Are or a lot of the front end work was done in the engine for it, but it's it's cool. Uh, Case of the Golden Idol, eighteen bucks out on PC only right now. But I really yeah. feel like this could this could make its way to something else. Uh, I played more of that Atrio or Atrio the Dark Wild. It's um it's that factory game. I've slowed down a little bit in it, but it's. It's kind of neat. It's it's uh it's kind of got me in its little factory grasp and its little factory hooks. I just reached. I, okay, the reason I really wanted to talk about this today, uh huh, was I hit a point in that game where it had a thing that is not of consequence, but if you push the button quite a bit, it makes a number go up, and that number has 
a comedic relevance, let's say. Okay. To the point where it keeps counting, you know, even when you're in the thousands, but gives you gives you new bits of information, let's say every couple of hundred, maybe then every couple of 500, and then every couple of thousand. But you do have to tap the button. I set up a macro on my Steam Link controller. Great. And put, and use a rubber band and I die to hold the A button down while I played Call of Duty DMZ with... <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and, okay. uh-huh. Uh, so that I could get... And when I checked back, I had the maximum number of, uh, uh, of things there. No consequence, but I had probably not done something like that, and it's probably been about 15 years since I used the rubber band on a controller for something uh, to, to go. I couldn't was figure it, out a way to do it any faster. Was it worth it? Yeah, because I did it. Because it's okay. done. All right. And what did it cost you? You, you defeated the game. That's I beat it. Yeah. Um, I became bestest friends with whatever uh, w- with the thing I needed to uh, do. Because this is this is the game with that kind of portal esque like Gladys sense of humor. Didn't yeah. you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I could I could see the payoff maybe being like oh maybe it was worth it maybe not. So but I had I, completely I, forgotten about that game until you just brought <laughs> it up again. Uh, basically in one of the things you're interacting with, if you push a button, you earn friendship points and you start off as like, like, uh, somebody you smile with in the hallway. And like, as you push the button at a hundred, you're like, Oh, you, you told a joke, a funny joke, you shared a funny joke with them. And it gets up to like, you'd think about inviting them out, you know? And by the end I was super bestest friends because I had pushed that button so many points. I had gotten all those friendship points. Huh? Uh, so that's where I left off. It's neat. I like it. Okay. Yeah, HBO the the Dark Wild. It's twenty bucks. It's on uh, PC on Planet over on the Epic Game Store via Steam. You know, you can import games into Steam. It's one of the ones I tried pulling into playing through Moonlight, but I was like, you know, I'm not sure. That this is just easier if I just pull this into the Steam Link, and it worked. And because it had the controller support built, support built in and the macros and all that stuff, so uh, and some people have sent me stuff about getting Steam controller to work. I and the five other people who still use a Steam controller are looking for that kind of support. It's a great controller. I worry when it breaks. I feel like there's not a good alternative. No, there's not. I've got I've got one sitting right here that I've never used. Don't let it break. Okay. It's gold. Um, I also played a bunch more Vampire Survivors quickly here again. Uh, I have now beaten the game, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. That was quick. Yeah, I uh, I have done all the story levels, or quote unquote story. I don't really know what's happening in the game. I have beat all the levels that are getting check marks next to them for that character, and then I went back and I found a thing called like the signpost or something the that makes all the hidden stuff show up on the map. And now I'm trying to go onto the maps. I unlock the achievements. Does that make sense in the game? The in game special achievements and they're like go do this thing and i'm like okay i don't know how to do that and then i'm in like back in the first level now and the game's super duper freaking hard like i can't do this thing that is i don't know if this makes sense to you guys but there's basically to now get things to mutate i need two items to get them to mutate okay you've, you've officially made it further than i did at this point so i'm not sure <laughs> like to get the cro- what's the clock hand thing called the chronos hand whatever the the thing that slows down time when it zaps an enemy or it makes them stop in their tracks it's like the clock hand thing it like shoots a beam no 
you guys know it goes it ticks around the character and oh, I, just, I don't know the name of it yeah yeah anyway to upgrade that i've got to get uh the left half of something and the right half of something on the first level and then to make that happen i've got to power them up but powering everything up within a half hour without dying is super hard because powering one up makes more enemies come out it's and then also there's a ring on the top of the level and another ring on the bottom of the level and to get another thing powered up whew, it came got hard again huh. i don't think i don't think i like the game when it's hard i liked it when it was like <laughs> oh you like it when it's easy i kind of liked it when it was easy okay I actually cashed, I, I bought all of the skull things to make the game harder to, to try and f- see if I could farm more enemies quickly, because, you know, that's the reason to get that thing, that skull, that curse, is so that more enemies would come out. And then I reset I reset it, because I was like, I'm not enjoying this. I'm gonna, <laughs> It's too hard again. I don't know what to do. So anyway, that's where I'm at with Vampire Survivors. Okay. Difficulty went up. I guess I should just go and get more characters or something. You should go get more characters. You should just start getting more weapons and evolutions. I feel like that's yeah. a big part of it is like once you start evolving the weapons and getting like more powerful versions of them, that is huge too. Uh, yeah, but I'm trying. It's, it's just, it takes so long to try and uh, there's it this took push. me like at least a dozen runs where I felt like I was starting to make real progress in terms okay. of just being able to wipe everything out. I feel like this is a case of like the real vampire survivor starts here where I kind of breeze through that early part. And now, now I'm at a part where I really have to think about my time getting over to a weapon versus how much time I'm going to spend farming because the enemies, if you don't farm by the time I get the thing I want, I'm going to get overrun. The thing you want to unlock is the arcana stuff. Because I have two or three Arcana cards. I gotta get more of them. I there think. are more. There's one that literally pulls all the stage items to you every <gasps> two minutes. What? That is a really important one. Even if they're spawned on the stage at the start. Well, that's the thing. Is that like yes? If you get use that as your first Arcana in a run, it will pull every every stage item directly to you. Oh my. Okay. Now, that also includes the ones that have, like, weird sub-bosses attached to them, so you do have to be a little bit careful. Do you collect them, like, as you get them, or do they just get closer to you? Well, those guys, like, once you're near those weapons, the rings and the the other thing, they will just start haunting you. Yeah, you just run. You You can just run, and if you don't claim the item, I think you can outrun them, though if you have curse turned up, I think they get a lot more aggressive. I turned my curse all the way up. Yeah. Because people were talking like, hey, yes. this is how you this is the real get deal. more enemies and more gems. And I'm like, you know what? I'm actually powerful enough to deal with this. And I am. You are. Okay. I am. See, I'm not. So No, you're not. You don't want curse all the t- all turned up all the way yet for you. I tried That's like, like three, the last one. I tried like three or four other characters. And then it's just, I keep going back to the guy with the whip. Uh, There's just, a better whip guy that comes later. All right. There's a right. werewolf with a whip that's pretty fucking good. I just gotta do. I just probably just have to do some runs. Anyway, Vampire Survivors. It got hard. Got hard. And then, uh, like I mentioned before, Call of Duty, the DMZ stuff. Still playing that. Still trying to flesh out. I, I would. I, there's nothing I'm really going for. I'm still doing those faction missions. My my third tier of those. I saw good time there. <clears throat> Excuse me, not to put anybody on blast or anything. Are you playing with Drew still? We just played that one time. And oh, then, just, uh, okay. Because yeah. I, 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 I mentioned before, like my normal gaming crew is four people, so we can't play DMZ mm. without jettisoning someone. So I need to find somebody. We should get a crew to together. I would. I every time we have played that, I want to play more of it. Yeah, we should set up some play dates. Uh, we play. I mean, we play some on Friday, uh-huh. and harsh lessons were learned. 
mm. let's say about the chopper because boy was i feeling good about like oh, i got that white lotus intel uh-huh. we finished this quest i've been trying to do for two weeks yep let's just get on this helicopter and then i finished this quest and it unlocks a whole new tier of quests and i can keep playing the game boy those players camping that helicopter extraction point had other ideas i'm telling you that. you'll you'll do the same thing to other people i've i've run up on a helicopter and you just got you just got to be merci- I, merciless I, I can't you know i guess i can't knock it because i probably would do the same thing you would do the same boy, thing it's tough i j- just got smoked mm. before i even had time to realize that guy coming around the corner was not ai it was a player i was dead dead not dead. even down not even down and revivable but straight up dead it's uh, in, in a split second. Gotta get those self revives. That's the thing. Yeah, gotta, I passed. I passed at least one of those up that you called out during that run. Uh, gotta and have those. Man, I shouldn't have done that. Nothing like getting back up after somebody thinks you're. Somebody takes you out on the helicopter, and then you self revive on a helicopter while they're turned around, and then take them out is a real rough move in that game. That's called. Do, do you know? DMZ. Do, you, do you know? If, do you know what they get exactly for that? Like, are they benefiting in a tangible way beyond the wicked satisfaction of ruining somebody's run? If they don't get on the helicopter? No, no, no. If they kill, I mean, like camping the spawn and killing players that come in to leave. Like, are they, are they getting like murder tokens or something? You know, is there, yeah, is there an actual, there are dog benefit? tags you can get from killing okay. other players. Okay. Um, they're, but sometimes they do it because they're all, they also want to get on that. They want to extract on that helicopter. Right. Um, sometimes what if, what if they just said, Hey, can I remind if I hitch ride on your chopper? It's like, I, hey, yeah, you know what? There's room. Come on. This is a big helicopter. I'm we not sure six friendship here. really has much sway in the world of the DMZ. Got, I got, don't know if that'll pro- take off. I don't know. We got proximity chat. Let's all just work together. I, when I first started playing, my brother and I talked about that. I was like, are we supposed to like kill these other players? Are we all supposed to get out of here together? And eventually we just never, we always got killed it was always a fight at the helicopter. So we just kind of gave up that train of thought of like, Oh, I guess you're just supposed to, there was somebody hardcore camping the extraction zone. And there was a pile of bags around it and we mm-hmm. saw it and we knew it, but we had to get out and we did not make it out. Oh. And that, that sniper got us in a way that it's always, it's always a, like kind of like you were saying, Brad, there's always like a kick yourself thing, right? Like, ah. Oh, I knew this. We knew this, and we we just did weren't careful enough. Yeah, I, I suggestions keep coming in on the Discord for more games like this that I am keeping my eye on. I wish I had the one I have in mind in front of me, which I don't, because Discord cool. mentions search is not great. Is it that one with the but, M, like Matador? Or no, that was Marauders. That's Marauders. that sci-fi one I talked about last week. Yeah. But one of the ones that somebody sent me is straight up a single-player overhead like pixel art game, but still in this vein. Oh, wow. What are, okay. what are we calling them? Extraction Shooters? Is that the name? Oh, is that the, that the terminology is that, is that, now? Is that mm-hmm. is that the genre? Extraction Action? I don't know. <laughs> I like it. Extra- extraction. Um, extraction. Extraction. But in your mind, you know it's Extraction. Yeah, Extraction. Yeah, extraction. Uh-huh. Anyway, the point is, like, this type of gameplay is now bleeding into all sorts of formats, you know? Like, I I would have thought, oh, this is a first-person multiplayer mm. type of game, but here are single-player games, overhead, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it seems like, it seems like the go-in, fight a bunch of AI in increasingly dangerous circumstances and get the hell out thing uh-huh. is becoming a thing, and that's pretty awesome because it's fun. Extraction games are fun. Uh, yeah, I'm always up to play some more. It's fun. I got I got like a couple more levels, not a couple. I mean, two more levels on my battle pass. Got to do it. I'm just 
Searching the word out. extraction on the Discord now to see what I come up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know what they reminded me of? What Rainbow Six you? Extraction. Yep, that's you a game. Want to talk, you want to talk about extraction shooters, the one that says extraction right in the name. It's a game. I mean, it's fitting that, you know, the one that spawned the genre uh, ultimately is the one that is forgotten about. Oh, you're going to get some hate mail for that comment. What, for extraction? Spawning the genre. Oh, okay, little... yeah, you're right. That's probably not accurate, but you I feel right. like... It's literally in the title. It's, oh, it I found is the in game. the title. I what is it game. called? Zero Sievert. What? On, on Steam. Sievert? Is that French? Is Sievert? I don't know. Oh, okay, I like how you say it like that. Isn't, isn't that a measure of radioactivity, I want to say? I think is what that term... Yes, yes, that is one way to measure radiation exposure. Okay. Uh, zero, zero Sievert, S-I-E-V-E-R-T, on Steam. Okay. For 20 bucks. I need I need to try that. Hey, we got a grab bag coming up this week. If you want to zero sievert yourself in a grab bag, I'd like to watch it. Uh, another one is The Cycle, okay. which is a free-to-play. It's basically kind of free-to-play sci-fi DMZ. Okay. It's a, it, is a, it is a science fiction first-person shooter, but with the same concepts huh. as DMZ. That's from Jaeger. Jaeger. Oh, Jaeger. Jaeger. I haven't makers, heard that name in a long time. Uh, makers of Spec Ops The Line. Uh-huh. And one-time developer of Dead Island 2. Didn't they also Jaeger. make a bunch of games that had the word Jaeger in them? Possibly. Not Chuck uh, Jaegers. No, Chuck has nothing to do with it. I, I don't know if that one's good. That one is free-to-play, so of course it's got the requisite amount of complaining about it <laughs> attached to it, so I can't say if it's actually good or not. Hmm. Because when you search for it, it's just a lot of people saying the balance is terrible. I don't think any of those games are worth anything if there aren't a bunch of people complaining about them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, that, that DMZ mode is full of bugs. This is the year of extraction, I'm calling it. Extraction. Extraction. You know when we say it, what you envision it in your head. The A is capitalized. You just got to remember that. Extraction. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Those are the games. Signalis, Case of the Golden Idol, Atrio, The Dark Wilds. Vampire Survivors, Call of Duty, DMZ, Zero Sivert, Zero Sivert, Sivert, go with it, Sivert, the coffee. You run your you run yes. your coffee bean through a Sivert, mm-hmm. uh, and when it poops it out, uh, we're gonna take a quick break here again, and we're gonna come back with the news. Stick around. This week's show is brought to you by Bespoke Post. Alex Navarro. You know, I love packages. I mean, I get them all the time. It's always an exciting time when a box arrives at your door. It is always an exciting time. Sometimes they open that box and it's from Bespoke Post. And inside that box, like this week, is a knife. It's a, a, you know, a thing I can use when I need to cut things. I think this one, I, this, I've gotten more than a few knives from Bespoke Post. Are you trying this- to say that when you get a knife, the thing you need to do with a knife is knife? I might have gotten around to say that in a shorter way. I, yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, this one was uh, specifically a uh, fishing knife, which means it's got uh, all the things you need to fillet a fish, let's say, or, or field dress a fish. Bespoke Post puts together a box of awesome. And things inside that box range from whiskey glasses, which I've gotten. I've gotten uh, incense things that I still have and use in my bathroom. Uh, and sometimes, occasionally, a knife uh, that will go inside a kit. That is themed because, Alex Navarro, you take a quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. 
They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories, and each box is valued at around $70, but you're only going to pay a fraction of that price. This is one of my favorite parts, Alex. With each box of awesome, you're supporting small businesses. 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small up and coming brand. It's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel at any time. To get 20% off your first monthly box, sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code NEXTLANDER at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com. Code NEXTLANDER for 20% off your first box. Boxofawesome.com. Code NEXTLANDER. Thanks, Bespoke Post. And we're back. And if you want to hear about the news, if you want all the good news out there, well, that ain't today. But if you want the news, sometimes there's good news. And sometimes there's the news we have today. Brad Shoemaker, you've gone and pulled some stories here out in the newsiverse. Not necessarily uh, feel good news out there, let's say. It's probably not the year for it. Not well. And listen, we're just getting started here. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's this Microsoft story. The way, the way, so the way things are trending and specifically the way people keep talking. Mm-hmm. I think this is just going to continue. Uh, Microsoft has announced this morning that they will be eliminating about 10,000 positions in the next few months. That's a lot of positions. That's like, I think their second biggest layoff ever. Um, that's a in, in, in their 47 year history, as Nadella pointed out in the statement that he wrote, which is really weird to think that Microsoft is almost 50 years old. But anyway, Microsoft to me feels like one of those for forever companies at this point, like an IBM. Like, yeah, you know. yes. Microsoft will still exist in some form. Yeah. In another 50 years from now. Well, um, aside from 10,000 people possibly losing their jobs, any other details to, to point out on this? Not really. I mean, well, details that he mentioned or like what is what are okay. the takeaways? There's what he said. And then there's like, what's actually going on out there, I guess. Hmm. And, and what's actually going on is that everybody is laying off or about to lay off. or talking about layoffs. You know, Facebook made those huge cuts. Was it late last year? Mm-hmm. Uh, that wasn't this year. Was it? No, no I don't I think, think it was, this year. was 2022. Uh, Amazon think. is doing even bigger layoffs than this right now. Like, People I know at smaller tech companies and not even tech companies are either saying like, hey, we just had layoffs or like I'm hearing rumblings like it's kind of endemic right now. Uh, And that's I don't know. We've been hearing people say, hey, we're about to be in a recession for so long that it's really just starting to have the feeling of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm. Um, But here we are. I mean, there's in some of these cases, I think there was also, I mean, at the very least in Amazon's case, I think there was like a massive, like over hiring thing that happened with them. That is absolutely the narrative in tech around all of these. Like I'm even hearing that from people I know that work at companies like this, that the the narrative is, Hey, all these companies over hired dramatically. Well, okay. The economy did weird stuff during the pandemic (laughs) because like economic factors were thrown off by everybody being at home all the time and having Mm -hmm. excess spending money and blah, blah, blah. And all, all these companies like dramatically increased their headcount in that period. Just assuming that growth would last forever. Cause that's what corporations do. Mm-hmm. And that did not pan out. The growth has stalled or reversed. Uh, and now they are slashing a lot of jobs. 
that that's the narrative. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. how how valid all of that is, who's to say? But that's kind of the it's uh, what they're pushing. Yeah, that's 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 the stated justification for the most part. Um, and anyway, where this is adjacent to video games is that uh, Jason Schreier of Bloomberg is out there reporting that this will affect the Xbox and Bethesda divisions. So I think there there's more reporting out in the time since we started recording this podcast. Oh. They're saying that it is it is Bethesda Studios, it is three four three, it is the Coalition, oh. um, and possibly some other gaming. Pro- oh wow! Like, but they have not said it at, at, at all. Like how many positions from each company? Right. I didn't expect them to get so granular as to talk about specific studios. That's already. what the reporting I'm seeing online is. Yeah. I don't know how much of that has been oh. confirmed yet. Okay. Okay, so yeah, that's those are like pretty pretty specific cuts to actual development efforts. It's a it's a big one. That's a lot of people. Obviously, goes without saying, but maybe we're saying it. You know, hopefully, everybody who needs to go find a job finds what they need. You know, that's a lot of that's a lot. Ten thousand people is a lot of people. Obviously, that's not all coming from the gaming side. But it is a lot. Uh, I hope Microsoft, according to this Verge story, I hope they make good on their kind of statement here of above severance pay for six months continued vesting of stocks for six months which is kind of a big deal if you have if yeah. you have it uh if yeah the healthcare is a big one yeah uh, um I, I hate to i hate to give mark zuckerberg credit for something but <laughs> facebook's terms with their cuts a couple months ago were relatively generous and it seems like that's maybe set the tone a little bit that i mean because I, these companies are I, not broke no no like that's the thing yeah. is that yes they certainly got plenty of They've got plenty of money. Yeah, there's money. I mean, Microsoft is not like, I guess we won't buy, we, we won't spend this $68 billion on Activision. I know they're all coming from different pots and different budgets and it's different capital, but it's still, at the end of the day, money that these companies have to um, operate. And so, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so six, six months of healthcare coverage, I believe, is is above average quite yeah. a bit. I mean, listen, six months goes pretty quickly, especially in a contracted sure. tech market. So. yeah. It's not. It's not a good time to be looking for a job necessarily. But uh, I, I hope everybody finds what they need to find. It would. My two cents is again, my personal take, not shared by Nextlander or those necessarily those listening, is that it would make things a lot easier if people didn't have to worry about their health insurance bottoming out for their family mm-hmm. or or um, finding yes. themselves in a situation where there's a this horrible ticking clock on that kind of thing. So anyway, we, we could we could just we could just say universal health care is the official position. Explainer, if you want, <laughs> I just, listen, I don't want to get out all, there and ring rope everybody. In favor, in. Yeah, say I, I, <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, but, that's that's a, yeah, that's a big one. Rough, yes. Possibly more rough. to come, depending on what happens in this space. But yeah, from other companies, yeah, yeah. Other companies. It definitely does not seem like the end of this. I mean, it seems like it's going to be a lean year. In fact, Nadella says in his statement. They're predicting a, like, I forget what adjective he used, but basically a rough two years. You know, I've, I've got, I I don't know how to read any of these statements anymore because I feel like I've been hearing that for the last two and a half years and then see record profits get posted by, by companies that are like, we're preparing, um, we're preparing, we're preparing and then be like, we're actually hiring up because it's been, it's been a record breaking year. We're preparing and, you know. It, not just in the tech sector, you know, across everything and across commodities and across, hey, they're, you know, I feel like the small businesses are really the ones that have been hurt that I've, that I've seen, at least anecdotally and from talking to people that are have, struggling the most with making up costs. But all these giant companies are 
raking it in. Yeah. I don't know. Shareholders need their dividends. Guess so. Guess so. Uh, Microsoft, and particularly related to what we were talking about here, um, some of the affected developers within Microsoft. I mean, that's another thing, too, just tying this back into consolidation. Whether it's a good thing or a bad thing in an, in an economic environment like this, if you have, if the company, if a Microsoft does layoffs, now it affects X to, X to the 10th power of companies because they are under that umbrella. Though, maybe that's, some of that's a good thing because a smaller company might not have the um, reserves to weather something like that. So I, I really don't know. Not an economist. Just the me. Just the yeah. me, Vinny. Yeah. yeah. Condolences to everyone losing their jobs, of yes. course. Uh, seems, seems like the, the winds are blowing in an ill direction on a lot of this stuff. It feels like speaking of some stinky wind, what is, uh, what's coming out of, uh, Eve's mouth over at Ubisoft. Oh, oh, this whole thing. What is, what is happening here? Uh, so there's, you know, like we talked, I think last week about Ubisoft canceling some projects, uh, delaying skull and bones again. Um, <laughs> well, you spit that out of your mouth. I, you know, like, I didn't mean it that way, but that <laughs> uh-huh. was just the way it came out. Uh-huh. But, okay. but ultimately, um, there's some, there was a, an email that went out to the company from, uh, Eve Guillermo, who more or less put the onus on the, the, the employees and developers to hit their targets and make sure that they deliver on what they're supposed to deliver on for their upcoming slate of games. Uh, this did not sit well, uh, with, I'm gonna, I am the worst Fran- French pronunciator in the world. <laughs> Solidaire informatique. Okay. That's, that, yeah. that seems reasonable to me. Uh, the, the French trick is always just leave the last, uh, consonant off when you are saying something. Um, but yes, yeah, so they, they are a union that, uh, represents at, at, at least in part, uh, Ubisoft Paris. I don't know the vagaries of like what kind of union representation exists within French studios versus elsewhere, but they do represent at least part of Ubisoft Paris. And, uh, they are straight up calling for a, uh, a half day strike from their employees, uh, in response to Guillermo's statement. I can't knock them. No, honestly, no, like, come on, man. Like the buck stops with the management. So, so like, like you, you I went back to go look up what Eve said, and I'll just read what he said because it was mm-hmm. it, it kind of makes more sense when you're like, yeah, that is that's kind of a, a really abrasive. Uh, two paragraphs here that I'll pull from the story. He said, "Today more than ever, I need your full energy and commitment to ensure we get back to, on the path to success. I am also asking that each of you be especially careful and strategic with your spending and initiatives to ensure we're being as efficient and lean as possible." And here's the part where I think is probably the most aggressive. The biggest pipeline in Ubisoft's history um, is what he calls his, you know, I mean, Ubisoft has a giant pipeline, right? They, they, they're mm-hmm. all over the place. The ball is in your court to deliver this lineup on time and at the expected level of quality and show everyone what we are capable of achieving. That's like Man- management's role in this responsibility is conveniently omitted. Like make it work. You know, even if it's mid, even if he's sending it out to mid management levels of like, what were you guys at the 
CNET, pre-CBS, before we left for Giant Bomb, the all-hands meeting where it was the message literally explicitly was do more with less. Do you remember that, all-hands? Vaguely. It was, was that. Was that was that when Neil Ash took over? Uh, I might have been. It might have been. It was really early on. I remember sitting there, and it was just like so. We we're basically asking everybody to do more with less, uh, and it was like, "What do you?" <laughs> it's the corporate way. Like uh-huh. what? Like yes, I'm thankful to have a job. I'm glad I have a job, but like I don't know if you understand what my relationship is to this company. Like. And like, hey, just out of curiosity, why is it that we have less to work with all of a sudden? How did we end up in that place? Or just like, ah, yeah, I don't know. Like, I work for you. I don't owe you. No. (laughs) You know? But this is, I mean, look, the thing here is that Ubisoft has uh, ultimately made some bets that very much did not work, uh, especially with regards to their uh, NFT offerings, which they have not completely backed off from, despite the fact that, uh, you know... None of that stuff seems to really come to fruition in any meaningful way. And that was kind of a weird, expensive, not particularly useful initiative that I'm sure probably did not help the company's bottom line in the grand scheme of things. And they've also had some games that did not perform to the, you know, the expectations that they had. And, you know, I mean, some in some of those cases, it's not because the game was bad. Like, that Mario and Rabbids game was not a bad game. It just, for some reason, it did not pick up steam the way the first one did. But there have also been projects that it seems like they have just been, if not directionless, then at the very least, like, have taken way longer and way more resources to come into their own than uh, probably anyone over there would like. There are people out there who are saying Beyond Good and Evil 2 is still somehow in development. And mm-hmm. I think maybe the good question anyone should ask is, fucking why? <laughs> <laughs> what are you getting mm. out of this? Yeah, fair. Fair. Like, this Avatar game will probably do just fine for them, but that thing has also taken longer than they thought it would and did not meet the initial release window, which was supposed to be before the, around the time the movie came out. Yeah, and, like, some of these problems are kind of built into the model they have with Assassin's Creed, which is to churn those games out as fast as possible because you can't do that forever, right? Like, Yeah. They are now on their, like, second reboot in a decade of Assassin's Creed, right? And it's one Where of the only having- things they have that sells consistently. Right, but they, but they, again, they, they produce them at such a rate that you can't do that forever, you know, like they, yes. for, they force themselves back to the drawing board by pumping those things out the way they do. And like that, that, that's a tough creative process, right? To remake the thing yet again. Like, no, okay. Nobody wants to see a company go out of business because they couldn't make a product. And, but also, the people at the the people who have the most to lose are not the people that are probably messing it up the most. Like they they are not the they are not making the bets. They are not placing the bets. They are not guiding the direction. And the, so that's what chafes me. Right? Is you mm-hmm. know, you can get rid of a thousand, ten thousand employees, but they had they probably did not have the directional pull to to chart that course you know to 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 have affected their own agency in in that decision i i don't know i'm not there my experience in those situations in big corporate environments is that you know markets sway and markets shift and then a corporation and i'm not saying this is ubisoft is my experience at like places like cbs is they will have rallying cries like this but if you the employee go to ask for something it's not like 
all of a sudden they're your buddy and they're going to do you a solid. Right. right. It, it doesn't nope. swing both ways. It's, hey, we all got to get together and like we got to really get through this one. But if you're like, hey, I've been working for you for 10 years. I could really use a little more money. I haven't had a raise. And it's like, oh, let's see what we could do. I don't really know. if they, We're in a hiring freeze for the last I mean, that's 20 That's one of the years. things they cite in this statement from the union is that like have salaries kept up with inflation. And the answer is no. Yeah. I th- first of all, I think we're kind of burying the lead here that the union has really thrown down the gauntlet here with their demands which include 10% raises across the board and a four-day work week. <laughs> They're just like, fuck it. <laughs> We're going for it. Might as well ask for the fucking moon. Yeah. Just why not? Um, also in their statement, this is the best part. Uh, the statement's in French. I think this might be Video Games Chronicles translation here. This is in their statement. According to Guillermo, the ball is in our court, but the money stays in his pocket. I mean. They're not wrong. Yeah. Yes. Um, we know yeah. that, that, that Guillermo and his family and the people that are in management at that company, obviously there are a lot of fucking problems there. And they, as much as they claim to have cleaned house, the reality is the person who shepherded a lot of those things through and like in the end, ultimately protected a lot of people that weren't really causing fucking problems at that company is still there and still in charge and making demands like this. And if I'm that union, yeah, that does not sit right with me at all. Even even if you just take it at the economic face value, yes, they have a right to be pissed off. But when you also roll up the last few years of Ubisoft management into this thing, there's a lot of reason to never, ever trust what the upper tier of that, com- that company is doing as long as those people are still in charge. Who was that? What, were, what was the takeover? portion of that story. Was Vivendi, that Vivendi? Remember Vivendi. Okay. Today, yeah. yeah. Is that is that clean and done? Are they have they made a clean break from that whole situation? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it was okay. a while ago, yeah. Okay. Vivendi is fully divested of video games, right? I think so, yeah. Is that possible? Is that possible that they could I be? Thought that was the case. I'm pretty sure they're out of that business entirely. Okay. And like wasn't like Eve's brother or something was yeah isn't i, mean, I think there's like a decent amount of family involvement in the management there right it's a family business you see yeah uh, uh, i see yeah i mean that's it's a, it's a crappy thing to say yeah it's, it's a crappy it's st- extremely tone deaf in the in the context of where things are at with that company yeah and especially in an environment where you're going to need people you're probably going to need people to make it through some tough times, but you're going to have to give on your side too. You know, it's going to at Caravella thinks the companies might have to give a little on their side too, and not just shave off. But that's what that, you know, that's, this what happens with Microsoft happens with everybody. It's, they can afford to just cut and rehire and cut and rehire. And that's the problem with big companies. It's, that's a lot of lives affected in that cycle. It's money on the corporate side, you know, it's, you know, and the manager side, people have mm-hmm. to like, people have to lay people off. That's hard. It's, it's difficult. I've, I've never seen anybody. I've never met the cliche person that enjoys it. You know, it's, it's hard on teams and, and breaking up teams. So that said, I think the, uh, the days of the Eve Gimo manic pixie publisher, CEO <laughs> persona are, uh, long dead. Yeah. Yeah. It, now it's, now it's a little like, um, 
like a tear, like a, like a tear on the, mm-hmm. like just a perpetual the crying clown. Yeah, kind oh, of a little man. bit. Yeah, yeah. no, that's yeah. not going to play either, dude. Yeah. It's you're you're you're, yeah. you're out of persona. Yeah, like it's a it's smile so- with like a pain smile with like mm-hmm. we're okay. I love let's dance. But doctor, I am the CEO of Ubisoft. <laughs> it, it took it took a minute for the phrase manic pixie CEO to fully sink in. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the image that that dude put mm, out for a long oh, time. Yeah. You're, not, you're not wrong. You can't be mad at me. I'm yeah. so friendly and happy and we love each other. And yeah, like, there's definitely off. There's definitely some press conference scene where he gets out to introduce the like dancing Let's Dance and people start booing and throwing mm-hmm. tomatoes. He, What's wrong? <laughs> it just Everybody be happy. Boo. Everyone used to love this. Yeah, boo. Like the trombone guy is just like. Um, Fucking hook comes from off stage. <laughs> We have another Far Cry. Ubisoft. Yeah, I bet you do. Ubisoft. Are they still making movies? Don't they have their like whole movie theater initiative thing? Ubisoft? Not movie theater, movie studio. Yeah, well, they made that. Uh, the, they they co-produced that Prince of Persia movie, and I think maybe something else, but I don't know it? that they've ever they, done much else. They they've been in visual effects for a number of years. If that's what you're thinking of, it might be. They they, they acquired a visual effects house. Gosh, it's been years now yeah did they have like spielberg on stage for something oh ea used to work with spielberg ages ago but he was never on stage for anything mm. but i'm like man maybe they had him on at e3 it was one it was like when we were when we were at e3 i remember them talking about their big but maybe it was an effects thing of um getting into that stuff ubisoft places a lot of bets yes and some of them have not worked out super also, well. Spielberg will show up anywhere. <laughs> He'll, you never know when that guy's going to be on a stage. Could have been. All right. Uh, let's move on here to our next story. Oh, boy. Uh, this one here, Brad. We talked about High on Life. What's going on with Justin Roiland? Yeah. Uh, hours after we recorded an episode talking about High on Life last week, uh, news came to light that he... Co-creator of Rick and Morty, in case it needs to be said, mm-hmm. um, is under indictment uh, for two felony charges: uh, one of domestic battery with corporal injury, the other false imprisonment by menace, violence, fraud, and/or deceit. Um, where it gets weird is that apparently he's been under indictment for almost two years now, mm. and I. Certainly, I'm not acquainted enough with the ins and outs of our criminal justice system to understand how this remained quiet for this long. These are not new charges, is the point I'm trying mm-hmm. to make. Like, it, it, this was a very confusing story to parse when it came out. Um, because typically you see a story like this, and it means like, oh, this person has just been charged. Again, apparently these charges were brought in 2020. So, um, what, what- I, th- I think... It, Sorry, go ahead. I want to say what little I've been able to gather from like when these charges first broke is that there were some reporters that were trying to get some traction with the story when it first came around, but just were having a hard time getting notice of it. And I'm not sure exactly what played into that, but it sounds like there have been people that have at least been on this since the story initially broke. It's just that it never made like it never broke the mainstream sphere. Yeah, it seems like uh, in NBC News was the first one to report it. They they do say that the that a lot of the documents pertaining to this case are under seal. Mm. So pretty much all of the details about the incident in question beyond those charges I just mentioned are are unknown at this time, so maybe that's why I I think there may there may have been like a a hearing last week that might have finally floated this up into the news. I'm not again, the legal system is weird. 
I think part of it is that like they offered him a plea deal and he turned it down. And now that the charges are moving forward, that is probably what made it a much more public thing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, these are two felony counts and they both, I mean, <laughs> not a lawyer, but they sound pretty fucking serious. Mm, yeah. Um, there's also, there's also a protective order in place. I don't know if that's different from restraining order or if that's actually the same thing. I think they're uh, roughly the same. Co- I, I mean, I'm not an expert, but I think they're roughly the same concept. Yeah. That, that is in place to protect the, the person in question. And the person has not been um, named at all. It is a Jane Doe in the in the filings, I believe. Yes, and he has been ordered to turn over any firearms. I in think. His possession th- I think that's as, a thing they make anyone that, who is under that, indictment do. Yes. Yes. Again, not a lawyer. That that may very much be standard procedure for this kind of protective order. Anyway, some seemingly very serious shit. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and it's in California. It's filed in California. Yes, okay. Orange County. I want to say. Okay. Um, anyway, I mean, you know, he's obviously bigger in kind of the animation world than video games, but High on Life was a big release and, and he's the star of Yes. He's the main voice in that. The co-founder of Squanch games, I believe. Though it is, and I think we mentioned this offline, it is starting to put the comment I got from one of the developers of Squanch games in that preview event I went to where they were very specific to mention that Justin Roiland did not write this game. It is putting it in a slightly different light for me than maybe I had going into that meeting. Yeah. And as of this recording, no, no public comments from Squanch games, not, not from Squanch, not from Warner, uh, who owns adult swim, uh, which is where Rick and Morty airs, Mm. uh, nothing really from anyone as far as any, anyone who has a financial stake in Roiland and his various things has not said anything. And Roiland's lawyers, they're they're denying the charges as okay. as is their job. So right, <laughs> as is their job. Right. Uh okay, man. Talk about was... sucking all the air out of any enthusiasm <laughs> I might have ever had it's to true. play anything involving that guy again. I think you just hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think I'm good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, we'll see where this court case goes, but like yeah. between that and I'm going to say straight up unverified stuff that has come out around these charges citing people who supposedly had interactions with him it's painting a rough picture and you know again i'm not going to cite any of that stuff specifically because none of it is verified but it does not it does not look good yeah yeah Um, i mean this this polygon story flat out mentions just to be clear he faces several years in prison if he's convicted on these charges yeah like this is this is serious shit yeah, obviously this will play out, and these are these are um, indictments, not convictions. But man, that's uh, yeah, sucking the air out of it. That's yep. exactly. Um, uh, you know, I might I might not finish high on life. <laughs> I definitely won't. It's done for me. I'm, yeah, I've moved on. Um, and by, I mean I finished it, but also yeah, I know, I know you, a, we talked about this last week. You finished it, but also I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> so. Finally, not going here. back for that new game plus, huh? No, 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 no. You know, for a variety of reasons, I didn't need another one, really. Fair enough. Uh, okay. Finally, here, Brad, you've pulled the or rewind to a simpler time to let's say the early two thousands, late nineties. Brad, you pulled the MPD numbers. Um, hey, here's here's some sales <laughs> figures. Uh, Actually, it's not even figures; it's just a ranking. Uh, what do we got, Brad? Uh, NPD put out the top 10 highest selling games in the United States of 2022. I thought we could just run through the list and sure. see where things are at. What do you say? Yeah, let's see where things are at. What is it? Okay. 
for clarity, are we we're including digital here? What like what do we need? Um, do we need? There's to a do lot any caveats? of asterisks. Generally, okay. generally physical and digital, but like they don't have they don't have digital numbers for Nintendo. As a matter of course, for okay. example, uh, this this says they don't have digital numbers for the Xbox or Switch versions of MLB The Show twenty twenty or twenty two. Okay, but I would assume they do have them for the PlayStation version. Okay, all right, let's uh, do it. So, so some caveats, but yeah. it's the best we're gonna do. Want to start yeah. from the bottom no, and work your way up? Never. Uh, sure. Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, the aforementioned MLB The Show twenty two <laughs> is at number ten. Uh huh. Horizon Forbidden Wests. Number nine. Uh, Single Pokemon. platform. Yep. Yeah. Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh-huh. FIFA FIFA 23. Uh-huh. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, I assume those two skews are rolled up into one here. Mm. Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. Dang. God of War Ragnarok. Again, single platform for that. I mean, the Pokemon stuff too, but. Uh, yeah. Madden NFL 23. Uh-huh. Elden Ring. Uh-huh. What? And Call of Duty and Modern Warfare, the second, the second. I feel like Elden Ring getting to leapfrog over Madden is a pretty significant one. That's a pretty big well, deal. Madden's so, a hard one to beat in the U.S. I, I was reminded looking at this stuff that earlier last year, NPD had originally predicted Elden Ring would be number one for last year. You know what's not in so, this best-selling are the margins. Maybe Call of Duty just beat it by, like, 50 that's, cents. That's, yeah. that's the thing. I mean, who, it's hard to say. Who knows? Yeah. Um, because, again, this data yeah. is also full of holes we have, by nature. You know, we have heard repeatedly that that Modern Warfare 2 launch was, like, surprisingly strong. Um, but the fact that a From Software game was even in the conversation to be the highest-selling game of the year yes. is still kind of mind-blowing. Yes, Bandai Namco, looking at this list, is definitely taking a screenshot and being like, look, we're up there with EA and Activision and Nintendo and then Sony. Uh, that's that's pretty big. I mean, I wonder, Elden Ring's very good. Yeah, I wonder what kind of expectations it creates around From Software, because, like, I, you know, my my gut feeling is that every From release is not going to be Elden Ring. How did you Bloodborne know, like, do? I think it did very well. What I'm talking about the scope of the game, though. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. Elden, Elden Ring is just is on a scale that is different from their previous games. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and they're I not going to be able to churn these out on a yearly basis. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. If, I don't know if something on the scale of Elden Ring is something they can produce every time. Like I'm assuming Armored Core is going to be a little more focused mm. and a little more Armored Core-ish. I would think I so. Can, who can say? But anyway, I mean, they are absolutely a first name basis, household name. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera, at this point, which is cool. Um, at the same time, though, it's like okay, one, two, three of these are sports games. Mm-hmm. Two of them are Pokemon. Mm-hmm. One of them is Call of Duty. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is that? Six. And then two. there's two PlayStation exclusives. Yeah. So, well, so the ones I just rattled off are like, yes, of course, those are in the top ten. <laughs> of course, they are. They've always been in the top ten. Um, so who are your outliers? I would almost put Lego Star Wars in that category of like, of course that's in the top ten. Lego know. games and Star Wars. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's some brand recognition for sure. Oh, I mean that that game was pretty good. To be fair, like yeah, I it played, wasn't bad I at played, all. I played more of Lego Star Wars than I expected to last year. Uh, there was a lot in there, um, but yeah, there's not a lot that besides Elden Ring. There's not a lot that's surprising on here, really. No, I like, mean, I'm, I'm kind of surprised to see Horizon make the top 10, but not super surprised, but maybe a little. I'm actually surprised to see Horizon 
so far down on the list. God of War, I would think, would be up in there in the top five. I thought Horizon would be a little above some of these other ones, but maybe it just didn't hit as well. I mean, it sure makes you realize why Sony keeps making the types of first-party games they do. For sure. For uh, sure. When, when I mean, those are single-player games on a single console, a single, well, slowly starting to come to PC, but not these two in this case. So, like, you know, for games in that situation that aren't Pokemon to make it on this list, pretty impressive. Like, no Microsoft-owned games on here. Well, no, but they barely put anything out last year. Yeah, I mean, like, Tenement was not going to make yeah. that list. Yeah, and grounded like that was kind of yeah, yeah <laughs> maybe think of anything else. Yeah, maybe. they shipped last year, and also anything they put out, people are playing on Game Pass, so like that barely even factors in here. Yeah, you're right. The, the, it does kind of muddy the waters even more here. On like you could put out, there could be a free to play game that is making more money than any of these games on here. We just, I mean, that's what Microsoft even says, right? Yeah, Call of Duty is a fantastic game, but we want Candy Crush. Is it Candy Crush what they, that they want? Is it uh, King? Um, yeah, they King want King. King. Candy Crush. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Sony's like, look at Call of Duty. And they're like, yeah, 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 Call of Duty's great. But, like, what we really want is is this. Uh, but certainly doesn't hurt Sony's case when you show them a list like this and be like, I told you, look at Call of Duty. It's still, mm-hmm. they're going to lock it up. Mm-hmm. And Microsoft, oh, well, never. I would never. I would never. Look at me. What I do that? Okay. I've seen, I saw some survey data going around. I should, I wish I could source this. Maybe, maybe shitty to spout this without actually being able to point to the source, but some survey data that was showing that there's a, a pretty big margin, uh, more number of players who identify the PS5 as their primary console over the Xbox. It was like, hmm. it was, I think it was like high 60% to like 48% or something like that. So. Was that in the System Wars forum mode, GameSpot? Yes, <laughs> yes, that came from the GameSpot System Wars forum. <laughs> It was a poll. It was a yeah. sticky poll. It was a sticky poll. Uh, yeah. Are you a sheep, so, a turtle, a llama? Uh, it? Hang on. It was sheep, cows, hermits, <laughs> and what was the other one? What's a Nintendo player? Did they have one? I, I can't remember. I, oh, hermits were PC. Yeah. Hermits were PC players. I yeah. remember that. Sheep cows, were, I think, were Xbox. I thought sheep I were remember. Xbox. Or sheep. I think sheep the sheep might have been Nintendo. Oh, okay. Oh, God, what was the last one? For anyone who doesn't know, that was the System Wars forum on GameSpot that uh, basically was the demilitarized zone of the forums where everyone still could there? just go be an ad. I don't, I don't even know if they still have forums. Okay, <laughs> they do. Uh-huh. I believe, I believe you, but I don't know. I the yes, yeah, System Wars is uh, judging by this one of the higher trafficked forums. That's really unfortunate. <laughs> still here. Some things will just never change. I don't, I don't know that I can find the System Wars explainer to tell you what the last of the four categories was. Alex Navarro, ready? Informal snap poll. Alex Navarro, name, yeah. if if I gave you a game, I'm going to try and phrase this in a way that doesn't feel like push-polling or, or has as least bias as possible. If I gave you a game, don't worry about the game. Uh-huh. Where What platform would you want it on? You have to choose one. It's a multiplayer. It has multiplayer in it. Let's say that. That's the thing. I really don't care. The I th- like anything Gotta but Switch one. at this point. Anything but Switch. No, I don't mean, and I don't mean that <laughs> like neg- like I if there's a Nintendo game on the Switch or an indie game on the Switch, that's fine. But like if it's a big AAA thing, I generally don't want to play that on the Switch. That's it. Okay, it's a third person. See, this is where I fall. It's a third person action adventure game. Would you rather have it on a console than a PC? Probably. Because okay, I a- prefer to play things on my TV more than anything else. So, but honestly, PS5 and and Series X are a complete toss up for me. Okay. Do you feel the same, Brad? Um, 
since I put that extra storage in my PS5, I'm definitely more likely to go there. <laughs> uh, do you ha- do you uh, go by friends list anymore? Or everybody's kind not of, almost okay. never. All right. Almost never. I mean, any just about everybody I know is going to be able to play on either one. Hmm. Um, there's also the crapshoot, especially for us getting games pre-release. Like which one's going to run better? Mm-hmm. Which one is you know the digital foundry analysis is not usually out by then, right? So like there's that aspect of it as well. Um, but generally I was, I was, I was a hundred percent PS4 last generation. Like mm. give me everything on PS4 is where I was at last generation. But yeah, this is, yeah, it was like, it was, it was a hundred percent 360 and then it was a hundred percent PS4. And now it's like, you know, either just either one is basically fine. I'm kind of on an either one is fine too, though. I, I do play mostly on my PlayStation or will buy multiplayer games there because that's where my brother, that's what my brothers have. So, um, but game pass and also quick resume, which works very well on the uh, uh, Xbox Series X, are big reasons why I might prefer to play on an Xbox. Quick quick resume is quietly huge. The only thing f- for me, do, do you guys get it losing your quick resume sessions here and there? Sometimes. I, I always attribute that to my kids playing the Xbox and canceling out of the, you know, they can only have so many going. It's a, they'll play the huh. same I, game on a different profile and yeah, it'll say I, like, you're going to lose this quick resume. Interesting. I I tend to only have like maybe two games at a time in that state, and they still occasionally the the session will just vanish. Oh, that's a unexpectedly. I haven't had that too much. Um, but yeah, I I mean I like the PS5 controller, but I also really like the Xbox controller. I mean, it's a I don't know, like the 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 um haptic the uh, what are they called them? the resistive triggers on the plate yeah, like resistive triggers mm-hmm. and the yeah, yeah it's like not like, it's, I'm, I like kinda, I'm kinda over it. I like that, that stuff. stuff. Was, it just doesn't yeah. feel like it's lived up to the promise yet. It, it was it was very impressive at launch as unsurprisingly the game they made as a tech demo for those features mm-hmm. showcased them extremely well and then most games have not uh lived up to that. I actually turned the intensity of the triggers down. You did in the in the like system? Yeah. Uh, I like the voice stuff that's in the PS5. The party chat stuff has actually come a, come a ways. It's still a little confusing with its groups and parties, but I've kind of gotten used to it. I don't know. They're both they're both fun. And then on the PC, I just I, the PC is where I go to play pretty much everything else that is you know coming out. Like big third person games. I'm I'm over on the console. First person stuff. I'm usually want a mouse and a keyboard. Is yeah. Where yeah. I go. Yeah. Yeah, except for Call of Duty. I, I'm playing that on the, the PlayStation. I can tell you I will not be playing Forspoken on the PC. No. No, you don't. You, no, you haven't taped two 4090s together? I, I can't. <laughs> well, I mean, I could, but I don't think it would be a great experience looking at those hardware requirements. When you played it, Alex, mm. what were you playing it on? PS5? When I was playing Forspoken, it was on PS5. Yeah, PS5, okay. I think we're in it. Yeah? Like, Returnal and Forspoken both have very pretty stiff hardware requirements. I think it's probably time to be thinking about upgrades. Uh, we've been thinking about it. For a lot of, pe- for a lot of people. For it, a lot of people. When I'm not I, talking about for me. I mean, <laughs> generally, like, mm-hmm. it's just going to, the new baseline is is kind of rapidly being raised. Oh, I just need like, to, what, what is the normalized video card market at this point? Are we ever going to get sub $500 on a video card that is I don't know. I don't know. what I would want? Mm, like it depends on what you want. Well, I what I, I what mean, I want. There, there are cheap cards, but like yeah, there are, but you know what I want. 
increasingly like you know if you want like fast ray tracing and stuff you need to go way higher than that i used to be able to dabble in the not the highest but the second highest tier with maybe a little bit of extended memory on the card and feel like four to five hundred dollars was my ceiling right oh yeah no that those days are long gone all right like that that's i don't i don't think that's coming back unfortunately is it kind of like cell phones cell phones will just be over a thousand dollars yes for for most people yeah okay welcome to the world the price, the price creep on a lot of that stuff has been extremely real over the last decade. That's a lot. Can you still get them in pre-built machines cheaper? Um, yeah, I think you're generally, you know, you're not paying a big markup there, or you're, you know, you're paying standard markup on a pre-built. Yeah, but but it's not like they're gouging you on the because they're get. I assume they're getting the cards straight from suppliers, right? So where you might have to pay two grand on some secondary store, there your PC might just be twenty five hundred dollars. I think that's still the case. I mean, you're starting to see like some 40 series cards sitting there at retail for a little bit now and stuff. How are the, um, I almost said ATI. How are those AMD, AMD cards? Yeah. AMD. I, <laughs> I still think of it as ATI <laughs> a lot of the time. Um, I think are they, are their prices coming down? I haven't followed. Uh, that's a boy. I <laughs> price is the last thing anybody's talking about there. Cause there's a whole kerfuffle about defective vapor chambers that they shipped. <laughs> Wait, we're still oh, using no. that term? I thought that was just Microsoft's. No, like no, made, that's a thing. Okay. The, the, like, there's a bunch of defective 7900 XTXs out there. Oh, boy. They're leaking vapor? That, that, that No, well, they, they shipped without enough vapor, apparently, is the official reason. And you can't just blow some smoke in there? Nope. Oh, boy. Well. PCs. PCs. I, 16 gig of RAM is not, is not enough anymore. Like, that's that's the big takeaway to me is that we finally got there. Returnal, Returnal and Forspoken both recommend more than that, finally. Minimum or like recommend? Uh, I believe they're both 16 minimum. I'd have to check, okay. but Forspoken wants 20, recommends 24 for 1440p and 32 for 4K. And what, what is, do you know what the, sorry, what is the reference card would be for like the new generation of 4000s or is it, is it coming with 24 or 16? Oh no, I'm talking about system RAM. Oh, system not, RAM. Not on the card. Oh, oh yeah, not what, on the card. okay, good. I was going to say yeah. that sounds like a lot of RAM on a card, but they are up uh, there, aren't they? Isn't like, aren't video cards up in the 12s now? Yeah, I'd have to look at the 40 series again to remember. I think it might be 16 gig on the 4080. Okay. Oh, you're talking PC stuff. Yeah, on yeah, my, I was just on my PC memory. builds, I feel like I've been 16 is my minimum. And like, if, if depending on the price of RAM when I'm building the machine, I will just go for the extra 32. Uh, but always felt like it was overkill, but maybe it's not overkill anymore. Uh, we're, we're past due. I mean, I put 16 gig in a, in a system seven years ago. Yeah. Like it's been a long time. I think it's just mainly the length of the last console generation meant that we were just kind of on the same stuff for a long time, but we're here now. Have you ever mixed recently? <laughs> I don't know why this is occurring to me because it maybe cause I have all this stuff. Um, odd sizes of Ram. Super not worth it. <laughs> Like, <laughs> not worth you, it you you can try and you can probably make it work uh-huh. and it's stable but uh-huh. like if you know I, no I mean, i'm not talking pair i'm talking odd size pair i'm not talking pairing with a different size so you put like one in slot one and three you put your matching 16s and then let's say in two and four you put your matching eights you can do it uh-huh but depending on the board you're possibly asking for trouble one of these boards um, I have has three RAM slots, and I thought that was dude, really funny. A what? Yeah, it's an, the older one. It was an older one of those older ones. I just I just mixed two kits of uh, eight. Okay, that are the same um, <laughs> the same model number and same timings, the same, the same Corsair part number, 
Uh, I don't remember if like the cast latency was exactly the same, but even that was not stable. Huh. Like two, two, uh, two pairs of eight gigs. So 32 gig total bought yeah. like two years apart, same model number, same everything. Extremely unstable until I did a lot of bios work okay. wow. to, to find timings and stuff that would get that machine to boot. What are the what are the the BIOS red things called SPD? What's the the when they could read the timings off the chip? Yeah, SPD. SPD. So yeah, like looking at a bunch of weird sub timings. I apologize to anybody <laughs> whose eyes are glazing. <laughs> like it was interesting though; those memory kits ostensibly were the same, but yeah, interesting. Like even the same, even the same. I think it's Samsung made made the ICs on those things or whatever. But like looking at a bunch of the sub timings in the BIOS between those kits, those timings were very different. So, yeah. Huh. Usually, usually better to just buy new RAM for stability's sake. RAM wasn't as cheap as I thought it was going to be. It seems well, like we're in like a middle ground. DDR4 had gotten very cheap, but now, now we are in the DDR5 transition and that's not so cheap. Mm. Not so cheap. All right. That's going to do it for the news. Again, if you're affected by layoffs, best of luck to you out there um, in the, in the, in the world. We have an email address. It is podcast at nextlander.com. Podcast at nextlander.com. How is the podcast well looking this week, Brad? Oh, I've got some stuff here I can read. Here's yeah. one that is topical from Trent in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Sioux Falls, one of my favorite falls. Uh, I have a simple question. How is it that we are now two years into the life of the Xbox Series X and S? And we still have only one company, Seagate, making the storage expansion cards. For the PS5, there are almost too many options for storage upgrades since they use off-the-shelf components used in modern PCs and they are forced to be competitive on price. I understand the convenience of only having one option and having it be plug-and-play is more appealing to the mass market, but a 2-terabyte Xbox card is still over $100 more expensive than a name-brand SSD for the PS5. Will we eventually see more manufacturers enter the market for these proprietary cards? Or would Microsoft help subsidize a price drop on the Seagate cards? Yeah, that sucks. Like, yes. that's straight up, straight up, that sucks ass. <laughs> and I will cop to saying when those things came out, because at the time, and this is God over two years ago now, I want to say the Xbox cards were at least competitive, if not cheaper than the comparable off-the-shelf car or uh, SSDs you could get for the PS5 at the time. And I was all very optimistically just like, yeah, that'll just be on Microsoft to make sure that their proprietary prices stay competitive with the market. And boy, have they not done that. Yeah. Are we back in like uh, Xbox 360 hard drive land where you have to buy their, um, their special their, hard drive, their special hard drive. Um, well, I mean, yes, in the sense that they, you have to buy their stuff. Yeah. Like they're that, the only that ones that making it there too. Uh, but Oh my God, is this for real? Is this MSRP? Best Buy has the two terabyte Xbox card for $400. That's very expensive. That may not be as, uh, you may be able to get that elsewhere cheaper. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe that's, uh, maybe three, they're out of stock. Okay, yeah. Target's got it for 360 360 is what I had seen when I had been looking around recently. Yeah, that's still that's, ridiculous. That's still, that's still ludicrous compared to what. Yeah comparable ssds are falling to that work in the ps5 like the thing i really do appreciate is they they did just straight up build a slot that you plug a thing into like that is a very good user-friendly way to go about that stuff but yes the way they have sort of said hey here's exactly one kind of hard drive you can get and it's too much money that sucks ass it's a real bummer that they have not kept pace with that stuff and like i'll admit i mean 
I think I think anybody can install an SSD in the PS5, but also even as someone who is extremely comfortable working inside PCs, like it's not it's not painless. No, like, there's a little bit of guesswork and fiddly business there, and the Xbox experience is just shove a card in a slot. Are there are there um, bridge adapters that third parties are selling, like on Alibaba or something that, that can you can put an M2 that- drive in? There was some speculation early on that that would be possible. Mm. I don't know if anybody's actually managed to make that happen. You're going to get your Xbox Live account banned is, if you... That is exactly the kind of gray market shit I would be into uh-huh. if that were a possibility. Yeah. I, I extremely did the Xbox 360 mod of just busting open the enclosure uh-huh. uh, and putting my own drive in there and you had to do the whatever... You know, like whatever, whatever weird stuff there was well, involved with sign, it, didn't you, or signing something? the yeah. drive. Blessing drives was for TiVos, but same oh, concept okay. Okay. of having to run some utility <laughs> to like sign the drive in a way that the Xbox would read. Uh, um, that's very expensive. Yes, that that sucks. Like that, those prices have come down, and um, it's a bummer. Yeah, hang on, you've got me. Uh oh, you've got dark. me googling. This is how Brad gets his. I may Xbox bricked. I will repeat. I will report back to you. Okay, okay. I'll come will, back on this one. I will. I will do some research here. Um, Brad, do you have any more emails? I do. I okay. need a second to find one. If you can, <laughs> yes, Alex, are you? Uh, do you feel like your Xbox is full? I have had to delete some stuff and shift yeah. some things around, but though I will say the often, like the oftenness of how often I have to delete stuff is far less frequent than the. The PS5, and I still need to put that hard drive in that PS5. I what? You haven't put it in yet? Oh, goodness. Wait, what? Just put it in. You gotta stick why it in there. You, okay, why are you surprised? <laughs> I have to sit down and plan out when I'm gonna do that, and I haven't oh, had time I, yet. I think you're gonna be sh- I think you're gonna be I, shocked at how quick it's it's done. Nothing it's, it's, I have never done anything technical quickly. It, it's okay. It's 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 not it's not like, oh my god, why haven't you done it? It's it's more when I get something like that, there literally everything stops until I put it in. Like I drop what I'm doing, pull it out of the envelope, and immediately go install. It. Watch a YouTube video. I think the thing for me that was the most nerve wracking was I think you mentioned this, Brad, for a different reason. Was just am I going to break the tabs off of the shell of my yeah, uh, getting, yeah. PlayStation enclosure? After yeah. that, I did. I stand mine vertically, so I had to take the base off as oh, well. No. Oh no! Stop it! Stop! What? I don't want to hear about this vertical playstation Wait, nonsense oh, did, did you did you see that stuff i saw some floating around i just ignored it <laughs> it's also apparently it seemed, wrong yeah it seems well no it's not it's not wrong it's just extremely overblown yeah like it, it, it is almost certainly not going to be a problem widely but there is some very minor evidence that the liquid metal on we don't need to get into it liquid metal vapor chambers what the hell are we doing uh, yeah Living hey man, man hardware got hardware got complicated and hot uh-huh mm-hmm. sure did um but anyway, you can't stick anything on top of that thing. I'm not, I'm gonna eat up a whole. I don't have a shelf for it. It's too Wait, big. You put stuff on top of your console. I put stuff on top of that Xbox. The Xbox wants stuff That's, on top of it. It's basically uh, yeah, a shelf. That, the Series X is a shelf on top. <laughs> yeah, put the wrong. switch on top of it. You're not wrong. That's that is actually a pretty good use of space. <laughs> All right, Travis and Fargo. I have to. Have to give Travis and Fargo credit. He has been clearly been studying at the uh, Nathan from Tumwater Institute of how to get your email read on a podcast. Uh-huh. Same format, same brevity, just quick, easy question. Person from place done out. What do you got? Do you guys think there's anything out there? 
No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Vinny says yes. Ow. Alex says immediate, no. Immediate disagreement. I okay. No. I, I'm I'm being facetious. Yeah. No. There's stuff out there. We're just never gonna see it. Okay. That that I can get behind. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, what else is there to say? Yeah. A brief question invites a brief answer. I see. I believe uh, yes, and I'm kind of with Alex on the chances of running into it are pro- probably infinitesimal in our lifetime. Let's yes. say uh, uh, infinitesimal, maybe in a galactic span, but there's it's just it's too big. It's too big. The same the same reason why I think there's stuff out there is the same reason why colliding with it probably won't happen. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. I think they're actively avoiding us. I would. Can you blame them? No, not hardly. Or, uh, or I said, what's the, what's, I don't forget the scientific, the, the school of thought, Brad, you might remember, but if we did, it would be bad for us is my, as general. It would not be good. Yeah. If we ever encountered somebody who could travel to us, it would be bad. Oh, you're one of those types. Yeah. Yes. Yes. There's that, there's that whole school of thought that any, any alien civilization encountered should be eradicated as fast as possible. That's kind of how, well, if they, if they have the technology to get to us from something we can't detect yet, then they are probably coming for not good reasons. Yeah. Like they're not here to be our friends. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's my thought. I maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm pushing too much of my humanity onto. Uh, I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you are. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Two for, okay. for Travis and Fargo. This right. is a separate email from a different day. Uh, sorry, actually, I've still got the other one up. Let me find it. Okay, I've, I have lost it. Give me just a second. Uh-huh, no worries. Yeah. Too many labels. Too many labels in Too many Gmail labels here. in the world. I'm with you. Let's uh, get rid of them. Okay. Let's get rid of them. Can vehicles be haunted? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Anything, if, if, if okay. anything can be haunted, then certainly a vehicle can. Yeah. We were talking maybe. about maybe watching the movie Christine. Uh, there you go. Yeah, Evidence. that's a documentary. Documentary, yep. I think the, I'm pretty sure the mid nineties Ford Taurus station wagon on which I learned to drive was haunted. Mm-hmm. We, we talked about this just recently. Uh, Telly Savalas's ghost story about mm-hmm. a, a ghost haunted. motorist. <laughs> yep. It's all a ghost, out there. A ghost, a ghostorist. Yes. Uh, uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh, playing an extraction game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Did you watch that Telly Savalas video? I definitely watched it. Good. I have not watched it yet. You must he's watch a, this. He's a good storyteller. I've, I will watch it. Maybe we should watch it live. Okay. <laughs> Are you worried? He starts off by saying, "You want me to? You want to hear this story?" And the guy goes, "Yeah." Then I'll go. All right. Then I'll tell it to you. Huh? Which Interesting. Is, I, I, I don't know that I've ever heard Telly Savala speak. Oh, uh, once he's smooth, man. Uh-huh. There's, a, there's a reason he's. so I mean, smooth. with with a name and a head like that, how mm-hmm. could you not be? Who goes to baby? <laughs> Wait, is he that guy? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. He's the who loves his you, baby guy. Yeah. Are you serious? Yes. Oh man. Uh-huh. Maybe I need more Telly Savalas in my life. We all do. We had a legitimate Nathan from Tumwater question. Give it to me. That was a pretty pretty big question. Hey, do you have any recipes for some tasty food? Oh, I do not. Okay, let me come back to him on that one. Yeah, that okay. that one. Yes, that one. That one needs some prep. <laughs> okay, I like There's your setup. Homework. Yeah, okay, oh, recipe for some I'm, tasty food. I'm I'm going to go look up gray market adapters for uh-huh. Xbox storage. Yes, you guys get some recipes together. I'll bring my mom's broccoli casserole. Okay. Okay. Okay, we are definitely not going to remember to bring recipes. No, absolutely next time. not. This will be forgotten five minutes after we're uh-huh. done here. Yes, uh, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, some pasta, some uh, mm-hmm. um, some broth, and some Parmesan cheese. Uh, and you, you cook the pasta in the broth and put some Parmesan cheese on it. That's it. That's all you last know. last question here is from Rasgris Two uh-huh. of Discord fame. Is Vampire Survivors a Muso game? <sighs> Alex and Alex and I both have been on the. Muso beat yes. the Dynasty Warriors beat. We have at very at various times. 
I think hmm. it's closer to one than it isn't. Oh, gosh, man. I think you're right. I think you're probably right. Whether it is explicitly of that genre, it at least shares some DNA. Dynasty Vampires. Mm. Could you make a game called Dynasty Vampires? Is that legally I'm distinct? I'm already making it in my it's mind. It's called Vampire Survivors. Vampire Warriors is also very close. Very close. True. All right. That is going to do it. That's yes. going to do it for this week's show. Thanks for the emails. Again, you can send them into podcast at nextlander.com. I want to thank everybody for joining and supporting us throughout our podcasting careers and especially over here at Next Lander. Couldn't do it without you. We definitely appreciate it. You can check out all of our extracurricular, oh, well, they're curricular, our extra goodies over at patreon.com slash nextlander. You can find things like Never Been a Better Podcast. You can find things like the Ramblecast. There's a video version of it. There's the audio there. You can get a week ahead early on the Watchcast if that's what you're after. Keep up. Keep ahead on the Watchcast. Over there, you can find the Watchcast over on the public feed, too, if that's what you're looking for. There is one tier there over on the Patreon that gets their names read on this here show. And I am honored to read those names to you today. Starting with R.R.E., John Richardson, Vornak, Kelly F., James Smith, Brian Lucier, Skywarp, John Hubbard, Sean Miller, Brad's Midsize Voodoo Doodoo, Evan Cook, Mark Wilhelm, JM, Jerry Lee, Gary Pejke, Robert Fisher, John McInnes, Hashtag Bunny Crimes, Peter Reardon, Thomas Lynn, Jad Rita, Statics, Andrew Jackson, Razgriz Dota 2, Brian Murphy, Trevor and Adrian R, Kevin Velado, Randy Duax, Andrew Tiebkin, Alex Wu, It's Me JP, Matt Clements Jr., Edward Chick, Andrew Slosky, Steve Lynn, Matthew Herrig, David Campos, and Tyler Treese. Those are your mysterious benefactors for this week. Thanks, everybody, for supporting us. Thanks for your mysterious benefactors. Thanks for everybody who watches us over on Twitch. YouTube hollers out it's over on the Discord. Game recommendations is an awesome community member. Thanks to our awesome mods. Remember, be nice over on that Discord. Have good conversations there. Cool zone only. I like going right. in there. Don't pee in the be, pool. Be be kind. Rewind. That's right. Before you hit enter, rewind that thought you were just going to post in there and think about it just a second more. No, I love that community in there. Be cool, everybody. That's going to do it for this week's show. Uh, what do we got going on coming up or having passed recently? Uh, if you missed it, I can't recommend it enough because I'm looking forward to the next installment. But we did a breakout 13, two parts. We finished it up last week. You can go check that out. That is up now. Shocking twist ending. <laughs> An ending you won't believe. Uh, you can find out what number I am on the egg leaderboard. Uh, we also played a bunch of Blade games this, or this week. Well, uh, let's say at least two Blade games on all, Monday. All, two of, all yeah. two of them. The Blade games. Uh, we got a grab bag coming up this Thursday, and we have a Friday fun stream that we have. Uh, we'll see for what pans out, but it is on Friday at 1 o'clock. Grab bag stream will be at 2 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss it. Again, Watchcast, Ramblecast, last week's Never Been a Better Podcast, all the casts. 
They're all out there, ready for you. Alex Navarro, you're doing some stuff with Abby. If you want to go check right. out, as soon as we're done here, yeah, I'm going to be doing as soon as some we're stuff done with Abby. Here, you can go check that out over on Abby's channel. She playing Nancy Drew? I believe she is. Yes. Awesome. Brad Schumacher. Schumacher. I'm just going to go. I'm trying to get the real pronunciation here. Going German. Schumacher. Uh, Brad Schumacher. Thank you very much. Thank you. Alex Navarro. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll be back next week.